Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I'm on a high. <laughs> I just feel like, I think it might be from all the bleach I'm inhaling. Well, so <laughs> you are behind, like, I don't know if I've ever seen you where there's this, there's, there's this plain, stark white background behind you. And I was like, okay, we are into the purge. Yeah. Yeah. Deep in it. If you've listened to our episode from a few weeks ago, that was my plant. That was like top priority of summer plans is like purge. And then I kept thinking of the movie purge of those creeps wearing the mask. And that's like how I approach this apartment every day this week. (laughs) Like instead of with a knife, like with a sponge. Yes. You just like literally needed to like exorcise the demons of the stuff that has accumulated in yeah. your apartment because of quarantine and teaching. Because hold on, I think both of those things, like I just, just as that literally came out of my mouth, I was just thinking like, one, we have all accumulated so much nonsense crap because of quarantine. One, because we need to. Like, we're not going to run out of toilet paper again. Nope. Right. We're also not going to run out of, like, whatever it else. If, if you have got yeast, you got your yeast. Like, or your flour, or whatever it was. Like, you, you, you have accumulated more stuff because out of necessity. Right. You're not going to go out to get anything. You need it available. Right. At arm's reach. Exactly. And also, yeah. teachers teachers have stuff and if you're teaching at home (laughs) like not only do you have the school stuff you have the home stuff and you have the stuff that you normally keep in the car because it's not going to go in the car anymore so like omg that's exactly right (laughs) you just described like everything and then bringing stuff here to be able to teach but also having months of stuff that needed to be sorted underneath that that i was bringing from home you know what i mean like last year last year was the it was the clipboard and you were like (laughs) i never got to the bottom of that clipboard it was just the top and it was like Oh, it was my clipboard of doom. That's what I called right, it. Right, yeah. And then you were just like, yeah. you would just like keep, it was just like the top layers. Um, and that's how I f- I've always felt that way with emails sometimes. And then I would feel mm-hmm. really guilty of like, oh, oh no, I should have gotten to this email like weeks ago. But I would only like be answering the top emails. And this is why I always tell my people, like guys, if I don't answer an email from you in a couple of days, please just like, you know, resend it like hit reply like just like right with a period put it on the top right make, make it go to the top because <laughs> yeah like especially me personally with my headaches sometimes i just need to put the screen away or sometimes i will stare at the screen and i just won't see anything like i just yeah like those headache kristen doesn't see screens the same way that regular kristen sees screens yeah and so for my benefit please make it easier for me to reply to your email. Yeah. And I remember like, oh yeah, those piles that you were talking about last year that just existed. And then I mean, so many times I've been in teachers' cars and the back seat is a library of sorts. Right, because you you need resources. Well, that's part of the problem is they don't give you enough time during the work day at school to do the work you need to do. Of course. So you're inevitably taking stuff home, which you don't want to touch when you're home. So it lives in the car in this weird middle space. Right. It's that, the like, purgatory. The car is oh the purgatory of school. Yeah. It just it's... is. The backseat of a teacher. And then you don't talk about it. You don't ask the teacher about it. It's just <laughs> this like, you just, you just, you, you just kind of like, you know, you look at the teacher and you just nod and we just move on because you just do. I feel like we need to just address this in after chatter just for my venting 
<laughs> like purpose maybe but what all this is making me think of and like in the vein and the theme of this episode is like what's so interesting is even when you're storytelling I feel like the catalog of your stories in your brain kind of go through the same thing like piles of memories oh, and yeah. kind of like what goes to the top and what like you want to tell but then it falls to the bottom like it, I feel like what we're describing about physical stuff is kind of how the memories and the stories go in my brain sometimes oh my god yes so this is why i'm so excited to talk about this because i love so i love this class today we're going to talk about my class over at the awesome ladies project find your voice uh we're gonna talk about finding your voice in general and all the stuff that that means and the different ways that i think about it and the different things that i love about it um it is available with your awesome ladies vip membership I just finished up teaching the live lessons, and so they are all available now as recordings in the classrooms, and I also wrote a workbook. And so there are so many different ways that you can take this class, depending on what style of learning fits you best. You can just literally download the workbook and take the class as a workbook, which I think is a really awesome idea. So, oh my god, Amanda, stories are everywhere. Like, there are so many stories in just the nonsense junk we have in our houses i can always oh my god well i appreciate that about you and your message too it's like you help people excavate so like what we were just talking about of like layers of stories and piles like even saying in your mess there's a story like people don't people forget that like i forget that often and you remind me of that well and like that's what i tried to do with this class is like you know, there's six modules and they're awesome. And I'm, let me tell you about them real quick. I have them in my email because you are speaking to headache Kristen today. It's headache Kristen with some medicine. She'll just and good. it's Monday, Kristen. Like, oh my it's, God. <laughs> when right, we it's record mo- this anyway. It's also Monday <laughs> after a holiday weekend where she both watched. Oh my God! So we'll talk about Hamilton and Babysitters Club, two stories that were oh, OMG. But yes, my 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 faculties of specifically memorizing the names of my lessons right now not 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 great so um it week lesson one module one oh yes is what is storytelling module two is telling your stories module three is who are you specifically who are you the storyteller module four is what do you have to say module five is expressing your voice and module six is building on your story and so it's not a scrapbooking class. It is a storytelling class. So you don't have to know anything about scrapbooking. You don't have to know. And you could just, it is literally for anybody at all because we are all storytellers. Like you can literally whatever it is that you are doing right now, you could close your eyes, spin around in a circle, point to something. and like, that's a story. Like, totally. And like when you sent me those modules... And I read through them and I was thinking about them in terms of this episode and in terms of like applying it to my life in the next few months. Paper was not really involved. Yeah, paper's always involved I, for right, me. Of course. But I was thinking of it in terms of like I talked about last uh, episode, Documenting 2020, how like I'm spending a lot of brain space on my website. Yeah. And I'm like, how do I want to tell like what? How is storytelling going to happen there? Totally. Because I think where most of the storytelling for me has been happening. Absolutely. And so I, that's interesting too. And that's, there's so many different places. One, that we output our stories to. We can be doing it on Instagram. We can be doing it, I mean, me and you, we're doing it right now. Right. We do it literally in text messages with our friends. We're constantly telling each other stories, whether we're doing it with actual words in our text messages it blah, blah, blah. It, with our text messages messages that's a really difficult word um whether we do it like memes whether we do it with little gifts that we send back and forth we're constantly telling each other stories in one-to-one situations in group like if we go out yes all of us who are going out to bars at the moment um if back in the way back when we used to go out to restaurants with our friends, we would do the same thing, you know, sit and tell stories. Even if we don't think about it as, you know, telling stories, mm-hmm. that's what we do. 
you know, oh, last week at work, or, oh, did you know my sister? Or, oh, did you know that, like, Joe Biden? <laughs> oh, Joe. Um, I have so many Joe memes on my phone from, like, the way back, and now that I, I printed some of them out on Groovebook, and I came across one the other day that was, uh, it was Joe and Obama in the Oval from way back. And it was the the Dory Nemo, um, <laughs> please don't leave me. And uh, it was like, no, don't, don't worry, Joe, you're coming with me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, this is really what we're in for. <laughs> oh, 2020. I love you. Yep. And, but, but like, again, <laughs> stories. And we tell stories, you know, we tell stories way back then in 2016 in the summer of 2016 and we leave them for ourselves to find in the summer of 2020 and they mean something totally different yeah and one of the things that i love about about find your voice about this this class in general is that i love talking about the ways in which we take in stories because i think that we don't talk about this enough and it has such an effect on how we put out our stories. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, basically everything else. Like, if you are doing nothing but scrolling on Instagram, then you're going to have, like, bad output. Like, you're just your mental health is going to be, like, crappy. If you eat crappy food, then, you know, you're going to feel crappy. If you don't take in good stories then you're gonna have a harder time telling your own stories Mm -hmm. and so one of my first favorite things to do when i'm teaching people how to find their voice is be like where are your favorite stories right now what are your favorite ways to you know take in stories we know mine is television Mm -hmm. i love television I also really like, I love Instagram. And like, we've talked about this. We've talked about this a lot. Mm -hmm. I, and like, but also like for that reason, I have to be really specific about who I'm following and who I'm interested in. And if those people are telling the kinds of stories that I want to take in. Mm -hmm. Because... I want to make sure that I'm going in I'm going in the right place at first here because I don't want to say don't don't watch your favorite things because of course you're going to watch your favorite things but your favorite things are going to inform who you are as a storyteller. Yeah, and I think that like you brought up Instagram just now and I feel like Instagram is the most instant not to like duh way to read and take in information and hear what people have to say aka their story but i like where you're going where like how intentional you have to be about what stories you're reading and also like be able to to have it inform how you're gonna tell your story like one of my favorite accounts is humans of new york and the way that each post tells a story, and I love, you have to love too, you know, I appreciate now that I'm older, like the authenticity of the story, whether it's a happy one, sad one, it, the way that they relay it is so matter of fact. So it's because I'm taking that in, I have an appreciation of that story, it's no doubt going to influence myself and telling an authentic story as opposed to taking in the crafted high sell look at that you know so and which has a place i'm learning not to be so cynical about those things sure it does have a place but how do i want to use both to inform my story especially now that you're not trying to sell things right right and i think like that's like that's another thing is that if we you know, there's nothing wrong with following celebrities. There's nothing wrong with following people who have 5 million followers, 10 million followers. There's nothing wrong with following people who have teams who help them pull off the content that they pull off. But you have to be self-aware and understand that 
you cannot do the same thing that they are doing because you are one person and and your story is the story of content and stories being created by one person. And then that photo from Beyonce, that photo from Kim Kardashian, that photo from even, uh, you know, Reese Witherspoon, like uh, those are created by like the brand of Beyonce and the brand of Reese Witherspoon and their brands have teams of people behind them. And then, you know, your brand just has you. And, you know, those people can afford to pay lots and lots and lots of people for their Instagram account to look good because they're a public-facing figure. Mm-hmm. And it is in their best interest and their bottom line for their public-facing photographs to look a certain way. And so they have, you know, PR team and agent to make it look that way. But we, we don't have those things. Like, I don't, I don't have a PR person. I don't have an agent to tell me, like, okay, we're going to get the, you know, photographer over here and take this picture. And, you know, every five days you should also take a selfie and it should go over here and it should look this way. And it should have your two babies over here and you should be holding them in these. No. But that doesn't also, it also, it also does not discount their stories any less. Just because they've hired a team of people to help them tell their story, it doesn't mean that their story is any less important. Yes, I'm learning that now, but it just, you're just going to tailor your, the way you want to tell yours to whatever suits you. Doesn't matter, like you can take all that in. Yeah. And depending on who your story is for, like, there's nothing wrong with you wanting to tell your story just for yourself. And then there's nothing wrong with you wanting to tell your story to the whole world or somewhere in between. But knowing who it is that you want to tell your story to is going to really help inform all the things that you want to put into your story and like where you're going to want to put it. Like if you only want to tell your story to yourself, probably don't need to put it on Instagram. Maybe, like, you can create a, like, if you want to put it on the internet for people to maybe read generations down the line, a blog is a great thing. You could also just literally make a diary. Make, yeah. make a Google Doc. Yeah. And, and, well, go ahead. I, I, we just don't ask ourselves these questions because I don't think we give ourselves enough credit as storytellers as people who deserve our stories of being worth enough to ask these important questions. Yeah, what's coming up for me a lot about what you're saying is, like, what's good about this class too, is like, I think there's a difference between knowing your story and telling your story. Oh, yeah. And For me, I think for a while there, I was telling my story before I knew it. And I think, like, I'm at a place now through therapy. Like, I think of my OCD and my anxiety, like, that specific story is, like, I was feeling things and going through things that I didn't understand or know. And through therapy and through, like, understanding it better now I know that story so like if I know it so I'm at peace with it because that story makes sense now the story surrounding that part of my life but I can choose whether or not I want to tell it but and how you tell it and how I tell it and so even your class to help people know their story Yes. without any output exactly is very valuable because then like it it filters through everything else you're gonna do how you are at your job how you are with other people like I feel like often we are telling a story and not really knowing what the story is I oh yeah you can totally do this class and then you just like literally be better at like telling that like talking out loud at you know the restaurant when you go out with your friends yeah and also, it's just, and this is something that I nerd out so hard about. Oh, my God. It just, I mean, it's all the things that I love. It's, one, 
just thinking about the things that, you know, one, introspective things about me, because I like understanding more about who I am, because mm-hmm. then, one, I get less anxious, two, mm-hmm. I just understand things better, and I really like understanding things. Also, I like trying to figure out why I like things. And there's so many times in this class where I'm like, okay, so why is it that this is what you are into? You know, what is your favorite kind of storytelling? You know, what you know, what are you listening to right now? What are you reading right now? What are you watching right now? And has it always been this way? Like, what types of stories do you really like getting into? And and how do you, if you want to, you know, tell your story, how do you want to incorporate that into your story? Mm-hmm. And there's so many ways in which, like, if you watched Hamilton this past weekend, there's so many... It's only on Disney+. Plus. It's only on Disney+. Plus. It's 1,000% worth it. Um, even as someone who saw Hamilton actually live in new york it is so 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 worth it and one it's all about telling your story well someone telling your story or other people telling your story and the importance of stories there are so many different ways in which you can watch hamilton and then take hamilton and be like well these are the things that i really loved about hamilton how am i going to take that and use it in my own storytelling it can be like, oh, I really loved this song, so I'm going to take like the lyrics to this song or the form of this song, or I really liked, you know, the format of like, well, in this song, these two people go back and forth in a dialogue, so I'm going to go back and forth in a dialogue in my journaling, or you know what, I just really love it so much, I'm just going to tell my story about why I love it so much. And then maybe you're like, oh, you know what I actually really love? I love musical theater. I love musical theater so much that I actually want to tell a whole story about musical theater. So I'm going to make a mini book or an album about all the musical theater productions I've ever seen. And when you start exploring these things, like, oh, okay, well, you know, these are the stories that I like. Like, the same thing. This weekend, I watched Hamilton and I watched The Babysitter's Club. Netflix's new revival of The Babysitter's Club, which is unreal. It's so good. I it's it doesn't deserve to be as good as it is. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It it does not. Um, twenty twenty has to have something wonderful about it. If Babysitter's Club's gonna be it, I'll take dude. It. It's seriously. I'm probably <laughs> it's the best part of twenty twenty so far. I'm probably, I mean, I'm definitely going to rewatch it at some point. It might be very yeah. soon. Like, they got, I mean, I, I read all of the books. I have about a hundred of them currently in my house because my mom shipped <laughs> half of them to me for my 30th birthday. Um, That's what I asked. That is literally what I asked for for my 30th <laughs> birthday was for my mom to ship uh, most of my books to my house. And she got as far as 100 Babysitter's Club books and gave up, um, which is fine. But that's that's what I took out of the garage this past weekend. I was like, mm, yeah, I might even have to reread these. But they got the girls. The girls are so good. And they got, like, girls. They're all, all the actresses are, like, 12 actually 12 years old yeah well that was gonna say that like i watched the trailer and they're like we're in seventh grade i'm like they were in seventh grade like i didn't like when i'm little reading it i thought of them as so much older but i think the actresses that played them were so much older right no right no when they did the movie and when they, uh, they got like 16 year olds like like and then right no 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 but they got like actual little kid and they're so good and then it's like, this is another thing of, like, how can you take things like revivals and talk about, like, well, what did you love about this? Or any kind of nostalgia. Look look back on your stories and be like, well, I read this when I was in, you know, 
elementary school I read this is these are my top 10 favorite books from elementary school and then you could do another compare contrast thing of like and here's all the remakes that they made in these years and whether or not they were good or bad and there's so many different ways of exploring who you are as a storyteller by exploring who you are as a story listener, a story taker inner. And I think that we, we forget to do these things as, you know, I don't want to say women who craft, but like women who craft instead of being like, Oh, well that film star, you know, that, that film director, took inspiration from his favorite film directors and you you can see it applied right here but we should be doing the exact same things and we can take inspiration from anywhere and it doesn't just because we do crafts just because we put paper on paper doesn't diminish our art any less right no whatever way that we choose to tell our stories is a valid way for us to tell our stories yeah. And like we're going to get into our book club book Lisa Congdon's Find Your Artistic Voice in book club, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um but we're all every the things that make us unique are the important things. And so if we only found inspiration from people inside of our own craft, that would be boring we need to go outside of the craft. We need to go outside and find inspiration inside of whatever, like however you want to tell your stories. Cool. Whatever. Great. Fantastic. Wonderful. Like we said, you can do this class with a paper and pen. You can do this class in a Google doc. You can do this class. You can find your voice. However, you're going to find your voice. But like Amanda and I said earlier with us, it's always paper. So let's pivot to paper for a sec. If you are a paper crafter, you and, and and you want to tell your story and you want to find your voice get inspiration from everywhere else find you know where else do you love finding stories do you go on reddit and read like you know legal advice or some other dumb reddit forum print out the stories you like screenshot the things on your phone scrapbook those do you still love watching disney movies tell those stories your stories don't have to be that you know it's not just who what where when why you know Kristen lives in Michigan she has a partner and they do things and grow food and your stories don't just have to be you know your name an action verb and some things to describe the action verb your stories get to be whatever you want and when you start at the beginning and say like well here's where i draw inspiration and here's where i really like things like i've been a ballerina my entire life and these are the ballets that i love and here's why i love them and here's the way that i would take inspiration from my favorite ballets and the ballets that i've seen and the ballets that i love and here's how i would translate that to paper that is your authentic truth that is your grounded story because there isn't anyone else who's going to be able to tell your story the way you tell your story you're the only one who's been there the whole time like this is making me think of our good old buddy old pal austin cleon and how like his whole content is other people's is his influence from other people. Like, I just feel like, you know, his story, and he creates content and gives, like, directives too, but, like, if you follow him on Instagram, and if you, like, every Friday he puts out a newsletter, it's all stuff that he makes because of the world around him going on and he him pulling the stuff that hits him the most. And then, you know, add his own, <laughs> add his own, um, handwriting on it and then it becomes 
his story. Like, I just think he's such a good example of, like, what you're talking about, minus the paper crafting part. Like, he does it with, you know. But it's still paper. Yeah, it's still paper. He does make collages and all that stuff. But, like, he's not necessarily a paper crafter. Right, 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 right. He's not, I would not call him a crafter. I, he's just the someone who I would say he's someone who tells his stories, and then I might even put with paper. I might be a little yeah. Seinfeldy in there, but you know, you know. But with I love paper. that. Cause... But um, because he definitely does his he he. There is a physical aspect to what he does. Yeah, mixed in with all the digital stuff, but. Yes. Yes. You're right. And I think that that's totally true. And you can do whatever it is you want. So, like, I I know that's both, ter- like, terrifying and freeing at the same time. One, you can do whatever you want. Two, don't worry. I have a process for that. Because, obviously, this came out of me being in, like, a deep, dark hole and having, like, no clue who I was and what... I needed and like you know it all starts with the voice in my head saying Kristen you don't know how to scrapbook anymore you're never going to scrapbook again you're never going to create another page and it's always you know you've done a good job way to go you've made 150 scrapbooks and you know way to go like everyone has to retire someday Michael Jordan had to retire you're done now too (laughs) um (laughs) And I was like, I just don't feel like, I feel like I'm putting things on paper and I'm moving them around like other people move them around. But when I move them around, they always look ugly. And the stories that <laughs> Here I Here lies, lo- are you, Kristen? <laughs> Former feminist scrapbooker. <laughs> well, I was like, well, and then like, maybe they look okay. And like, they look like other people's scrapbooks. But like, it feels like I'm being fake with my stories. That's all brain voice. Well, it just didn't feel like... It didn't feel like I was able to get the stories that I wanted to out of my head and onto the page. And so how did how'd you fix it? Or did I, you just let I go started, of that anxiety? I started asking myself all of these questions. I was like, well, what do I want? Like, why, you know, what is it that I actually want? Why am I telling these stories? What stories do I want to tell? Who am I telling stories for? What do I want these stories to look like? And the problem was, is that I didn't want to be creating stories that looked like everybody else's. And not, 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 not in, and I don't. Let me asterisk that. It wasn't that I didn't want to be creating stories that looked like everybody else's. It was that I was having a hard time creating scrapbook pages in this 12 by 12 format. Because it was not giving me the space to create and tell my stories in the way that I wanted to tell my stories. Right, because you weren't starting with the story and what it needed. You were starting with what you saw other people do and the supplies that you thought you had to use. Right. Like that's, and that's kind of where my brain, like my brain's been thinking about what I just did this past May with Picture Home. And I feel like a good actionable item, like a good actionable thing for listeners to take away from this episode right now is like, When you have a story and you want to tell it in a certain way, like maybe three bullet points, like you you said, you could do anything, but giving yourself three bullet points that the story dictates is kind of the solution to that. Like, like for my picture home, I knew it was going to be all photography. So dot photography. I knew I was going to upload it to my blog. So photography on the blog, like one picture a day. And then I was going to edit it with the same presets of, a, of the filters that I chose. So it was like that was my voice there. Yes. Those three things made that, made May's story more clear to me because I gave, I said photography, yes. you know. 
So it's like that kind of thing. We're like, what story do you want to tell? I want to tell the story of May. And what's the best way I can do it through this prompting challenge and know I'm going to get it done? Yes, exactly. Who cares what it looks like? Yeah. yeah. Well, you knew exactly what it was going to look like. Right. Because you set up parameters. You set up, you set yourself up for the box. Like you said, and this is one of those things that I, I absolutely love is I love, I love stepping outside of the box. Huge fan of stepping outside of the box. But you need to make the box before you can step outside the box. Mm -hmm. And so one of the easiest ways to, you know, create a box is to just be in other people's boxes. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is that then you're in other people's boxes and then you have to pay attention to their rules. And I'm not really good at other people's rules. Yeah. Especially when it involves, like, buying lots of other people's products. When it's like these trends don't make sense to me mm-hmm. and it's a lot of one we know that i i'm not a huge fan of capitalism and after a while like especially after the recession it was like there were three scrapbooking companies and they were very unreliable and so to to put yourself at the, to to put your stories at the mercy of like the big three Mm -hmm. it felt so anti me Mm -hmm. and so i was like i need to i need to i need to like totally shift who i am as a scrapbooking person because it's not in line with who i am as a me person and figure this whole thing out so that's when i wrote this course and i was like okay if i can do this then i'm just gonna need to help other people because it's a lot of just me asking questions and if you like answering questions, if you like filling out worksheets, if you are like uh, a type one, if you are like an INFJ or an ENFJ also, if you are any of those types of people who just really like filling out worksheets about yourself, this is the course for you. Um, but also finding your voice. You don't need a course. You can just do it. It's not it's not that hard. You just kind of need to do that critical thinking thing of just continuing to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Do I like this? Do I not like this? Um, and the things that you like, you just continue to do those. And the things that you don't like, you do those less. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, like, I wanted to ask you this, and it just popped into my head. I don't want to forget. I've been struggling lately like the past, since I went back to teaching, I guess, of wanting to tell a story, but then also getting swept up in living the story. So, like, I almost don't have time to tell it because I'm living it. And then there's this weird, there's, like, this self-critique of, like, or maybe that's not the word. There's like, then the something happens where I'm like, okay, be at peace and accept that you're living your story. Like, that's enough right now. Does that make sense? What I, I don't know. I feel like I, I sometimes want to tell stories when there's no space to tell them. And I just have to live what, how my life is unfolding. Very busy and crazy and hectic. But then do the stories ever get told? It kind of goes back to like what we were saying about the piles. Like things get then brushed to the bottom of the pile. Yes. And I think one of the things is, is that if you want to tell more of your stories, it has to be a priority in some form or another. Like, Mm. you have to actually, like, put time on the calendar to be like, I'm going to do this portion of storytelling on whether it's, you know, I need to organize my photos from this week, or I need to print out my photos, or I need to actually sit and put it in my scrapbook however Mm -hmm. it is you decide that you want to do the storytelling and this is why i think like there's so many different ways to tell your story but if you're finding that you don't have the time that you want i think it's really 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 helpful to do some planning and do some organizing and decide like hey this is the kind of thing that i'd like to have So let me figure out how I can make that happen. Like, if you'd Mm -hmm. like to have, you know, a 2020 book that has some 
basic stories in it so that, you know, when you look back in 10 years, you have some pictures and you have some words of some of the really fun things that happened. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, while your relationship is new, while you're doing this weird COVID thing. Like, it doesn't have to be... Like, you can also sit down and say, what is the bare minimum I'm willing to accept for this project? And what is the ideal version that I'm willing to, like, if I had a million years, like, what what would I really, really, really go for? And, like, we're reasonable people. Like, you're not going to be like, I would spend a million dollars on this album and I would make a thousand pages. Because that you you don't want that. Yeah. Well, what you just said, I think, is why scrapbooking's kind of, or paper crafting's kind of veered toward the simpler, the better yes. type thing. We had this conversation with Tina, where, like, years ago, we used to be all about, like, how much stuff can you put on a page, like, just for the fun of it. And now it's how minimal can I go to just get the story told so it can be done like because just like you're saying like that's why I think your daily pages are great I've been seeing Allie Edwards come out with books that are just like photo journal right like photo journal like people just it's and that and a lot of my purging like was that like me getting rid of stuff that I'm never gonna put on a page and like that I don't want to go through in order to get to the stuff that I want to put on the page like and I threw out like three-fourths of all the stickers that I had because I was going, I was not using them for years, but having to go through each thing in order to get to the stickers that I ended up wanting to use. So I just like bit the bullet and was like, goodbye. Like I'm now free of that burden. Well, I think that's a huge, huge, huge thing. I know for me specifically, decision fatigue is one of my absolute biggest, biggest barriers and so if I'm like, okay, I know I want to stamp today, and then be like, oh, okay, now I have to go through 50 stamp sets, nope, not going to happen. So I have a little box that only holds, like, 12 stamp sets, and those are the stamp sets that I keep on my desk. Mm-hmm. You know, I have another one. I have another box underneath the, the, the standing desk that holds the other 50 stamp sets that I, for the most part, you know, know what's in there. Like, I know that I have other letter stamps. I know that I have, like, a a birthday one and some other things. But, like, I don't need those on hand. Yeah. And so, like, knowing, knowing your story is really important. Knowing who you are as the storyteller is really important. And then you get to work on your style and figure out, like, you know, who you are as a creator is really important. And then, like, knowing those things, like, I can't have too many options. Right. Because, I mean, it is so, like, there's a huge stereotype of, like, oh, my God, we spend more time going through our supplies than actually creating. And, like, it's funny because it's true. But like like let's let's just get over that because we like honestly it's boring. We have stuff to do. Like we've waste we've wasted enough time on the stereotype already. Let's just like get this shit done. So yeah. like I mean it wouldn't it just be better to like use the stuff? Yeah. I, Part of my purging was I went through all my December daily supplies and threw a bunch out and I said it because I still I, I only did up to day nine in December I do all the way up to 31 so my big goal in the next coming week is to get December daily 2019 done but I looked at myself and I said you know you have to make it as simple as possible yes. picture one little thing and go next day like in order to get it done this summer and also whatever you don't use you're gonna throw away before like like you're not going to keep it for next December like I, that's what I said to myself I said I'm going to have all the supplies that I got this December and unless I really love it I'm going to throw it out if I don't put it in this album because that's what I need to do yes Tracy Fox is doing uh, Scrappy Christmas in July I love when she does that yeah yes. isn't it wonderful um, yes and like when you know your story when you know those things all of those decisions become so much easier 
of like, oh, cool, I'm just going to yeah. grab this. I'm just going to grab that. I'm just going to grab that. And, like, all of the stuff I learned first through Find Your Voice of like, oh, you know what? I don't really like doing 12 by 12 pages anymore for a couple of different reasons. You know, I, I used to really love doing them back when, you know, you would take pictures, you would get four by six prints, doubles were free, and you would get them printed and then you would just get all the prints. And then so I would have like, you know, 10 pictures or like 12 pictures from one event. Sure, then I would make a 12 by 12 layout or a 12 by 24 layout and like, cool, awesome. I make one photo layouts now. And usually my photos are either three by four, three by three, or four by four. Like, that doesn't, I can't make a 12 by 12 layout with a three by three photo. Right. I, I, it physically pains me. I get actual, like, my, the, my, the back of my neck gets like, <laughs> ugh. It just makes me actually, like, I don't like it. It makes me physically anxious to think about that. And, like, the actual things that I have to put all over a 12 by 12 piece of paper, I'm so bad at it. I, like, and I know that. Mm-hmm. Because I've tried it a lot and I failed so hard. Oh my god, I failed. But I mean, I still love 12 by 12 paper. I still buy sure. 12 by 12. I mean, we can cut it. <laughs> you can cut. Yeah. Oh, guys, PSA. I don't know if you've heard this. You're allowed to cut 12 by 12 paper. I know some of you are feeling very attacked right now. <laughs> Please text me if you feel attacked by this, uh, this statement. But I can't make 12 by 12 layouts anymore. And so... I don't. Speaking of Tracy Fox, she can. Oh God, Jesus! <laughs> yeah, Tracy, Tracy Fox is like the twelve by twelve lay. I, I yeah. look at Tracy's twelve by twelve layouts and I'm like, could I? And then I'm like, <laughs> nope. Yeah. And I'm like, I she's lo- def- if you're a twelve by twelve person, she's the girl. She's your girl. I look at all the things. I'm like, I have all of those things, and I'm like, I still, I still can't. I mean, I could literally copy the entire thing. And it would still look like I would be anxious the entire way through. And then it would look like garbage and I would hate myself. Um, <laughs> in case you know how that, we've, that's, that's exactly how that would go. Um, so that's how my story is with 12 by 12 layouts. But through like when I created Find Your Voice the first time, that's what I discovered is that I needed to create in smaller things. I needed to create in mini albums. I needed to create in a different way and that was interesting like that was really freeing and so i that was in 2013 and then i felt the need to really rerun this class again in 2015 when i moved out to michigan and i was like i don't know what my life is out here i have no idea who i am out here and then now five years later i decided the entire world needed this class right now because what is 2020 I don't know. But it's a great time to find your voice. I agree. And next Friday? No, it's Friday. I was going to say next week. But actual Friday, like two days from now, we are doing our next book club book, which we've been talking about for a month now. Yeah. We've been talking about it for longer than a month, but we've been actively talking about it for a month now. It is Find Your Artistic Voice by Lisa Congdon, we had on the show a while ago now yeah probably one of my favorite episodes top five maybe yeah she is amazing of course she's incredible and this book is it's a great one too with find your voice um it's going to be over on our other podcast bite Size book club find your voice find your artistic voice by lisa congdon the essential guide to working your creative magic and we'll be doing this over the next eight weeks episodes are going to come out on fridays and we're going to be talking uh about this awesome book it's a really great book it's so it's so pretty there's such i'm 
there are already so many different little things that I'm really excited to talk about. Chapter one, which we're talking about next week, there's like, God, there's so many lists in here about like different <laughs> things, like of like, oh my god, examples of things that make up your style, and then ways of building your skills. Oh, I'm just so excited. I'm so there's just so many different things for us to dive into, and then there are interviews that we can. Oh, it's so good. It's a good book, and it's a good like companion to your class. But like she, I love her for artistic voice. And you, really. But, like, her and the art, she didn't do it till late. Late. To, like, th- yeah, so I love that part of it. Like, like you she- have to find your voice if you're doing it at 30. Well, she was our age when she just, like, started playing with art. Yes, which I love that part of her story. And that makes, like, oh, so it's not too late to ever find your voice. Uh, right. No, she was, like, a teacher for a while. And then, yeah. yeah, no, she was our age when she just took up art as, like, a hobby. So, so cool. I know. And I'm that really, that episode with her really is one of my absolute favorites. So you guys should listen to that episode before Friday. And then you should join us over on Bite Size Book Club for our newest book, Find Your Artistic Voice, The Essential Guide to Working Your Creative Magic by Lisa Congan. And we're going to have an entire community over at the Awesome Ladies Project up about the book with lots of cool things, little resources, the episodes, all sorts of good stuff. So you can talk about it with us. And I'm super excited. I've been, I mean, I read it when I got it, whenever it came out, like nine months ago now. I don't even know. I got I don't know what time is. <laughs> I just don't. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, what it's is July. a weekend? What is a weekend? <laughs> I, I, I got that from you and Dave Maggie Smith a few episodes ago. <laughs> and, and, and I, like, that's the thing is that like, I've been trying to maintain a sense of normalcy throughout this. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know what that means anymore either. Yeah, I know. I know. And like, I feel the same. I don't know. I. It's so weird because like there are, there are a lot of things that you know remain quasi normal. The farmers market is still open on Sunday mornings. But, I mean, obviously it looks different. Everyone yeah. is so much more spread out. Do they siphon people even to walk it? Or you have to wait to walk it? There aren't enough people... There's, there aren't... There's there's more than enough room for everyone to social distance. Hmm. And it is the East Lansing Farmer's Market, so everyone obviously is very well behaved and mostly follows all of the rules. The hmm. only rule that I've been seeing people break is no using you're not supposed to be bringing your own reusable bags. And people have been Why? bringing their own reusable bags. Because they, they carry, they carry Right, stuff. in case you're, in case you have the virus and it's on your reusable bags. I see. Um, but I mean, everyone's had masks on the entire time. You walk in at the front and then you are only allowed to go one way. And so if you want to, like, go back to the beginning, you have to, like, cut out and then go all the way back. But, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's not a very large farmer's market, so it's not that hard to go back to the beginning. Yeah. But also it's – and so, like, it just seems like every single thing – and, like, this is another great part of telling your story right now – is – even everything that's totally normal is nothing near normal. Mm-hmm. And, like, what does that even mean? And that's why I would, like, really encourage people to just document what's going on right now. Because if you wait until later or when it's over or when you have some hindsight... Who knows when that's going to be? Like, who knows what that's going to look like? And the things that are interesting right now are the weird things, the tiny little things that are different in your life. And 
yes, sure, the big national things are also interesting. For context. But the things that are the most interesting are the, the, the small changes. Because those are the things that you're not gonna really remember. But they are the things that when you open your books back up, or you open your Word document, or however you choose to tell your story, those are the things that you're going to be most grateful for having documented. Like, oh yeah, it was really, like, it was really cool and also weird that the farmer's market was in the sorority parking lot also. <laughs> um, and, like, it was really weird because then to get out of the farmer's market, you had to, like, walk down this other weird road and, like, across the playground. But also, like, it meant that we could get amazing chickens, still, and we could get the fresh mushrooms, and, like, thank you, because yeah, that's a huge part of living here. Yeah. Even, well, even, like, how you just said thank you, like, even to find your voice in times like these times, like, where you can say thank you. Right. Like, even if your story is ever just that. Right. I feel like it's worth it. Yes, and, like, that's something that is really, 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 really good to know. If you are someone who loves telling stories of gratitude and you just aren't feeling super grateful, you don't have to tell stories until you're like, I have something grateful to tell my story about. Mm. And then you tell it. Mm -hmm. Don't feel like you're like a bad storyteller or you're failing your stories because you haven't been feeling super grateful lately. Yeah, and we've talked about this before, but also, like, not every story needs to be told. Yes. So, like, I feel like there's some guilt in the memory-keeping community if not every memory is kept. <laughs> it's like... And I think I that there's... Yeah. There's a really, really, really important point about that of, like, it might just not be time for that story yet. Like what you yeah. were saying with your anxiety. You know... Yeah. You, one, don't ever have to tell stories about your mental health if you don't want to. But two, just because you're living through something doesn't mean you have to tell a story about it right now. You might decide five years down the line, oh, wow, that time in my life, I understand it better now. Or I have a story to tell about it. Or, you know, this thing happened and now I can reflect on that time better. And now this is what I have to say. You might decide that 20 years down the line or 30 years down the line or never. Right. And, like, also, you may tell a story now. Something might happen five years later and that story changes. Right. And sometimes the story changes again and again. And, like, there are so many things that make our stories change over and over and over and over again that telling your story is not just, like, one of those one-and-done things. And so it doesn't... You don't have to tell your story to other people. You don't have to tell your story on social media. You don't have to tell your story on, you know, in scrapbooks that you share with the world. But knowing how to find your voice, knowing what it is that it means to be someone who can tell their story... I think is is such an important skill to have. And we are all such brilliant, capable women. And we all have things to say. We all have stories to tell. And whether or not you choose to share those stories is totally up to you. But I want us all to be able to tell them. And in a way that Matt, you know, in a way that, that we want to tell them too. And not just in the way that we think that we're supposed to tell them. I want us to be able to tell our stories in the way that we think best suits them in a way that feels the most authentic to us. And and that's what matters most to me, that we get to tell our stories in the way that is most authentic to us. Not in, you know, the way everybody else tells us to. So that's what I tried to do. Yeah. That's what I tried to do with this class. And it is, it's available right now on the awesomeladiesproject.com. If you are a VIP collective member, it will be available. 
in your in your membership. You don't lose access to it um, as long as you remain a VIP member. So it's there for you no matter what. And I'm really excited. It's a really great class. I loved everyone and their participation in it. It was fantastic. People have made such cool things in the, the community too. It's really great. So that's there over on the awesomeladiesproject.com. And you and I are going to go ahead over to After Chatter, and we're going to talk yes. about cleaning and yeah. purging <laughs> and the, the stories around the nonsense stuff we have in our friggin' houses. Or, well, you have so yeah. much less nonsense stuff now. It's nice. I'm jealous. I have way too much stuff. So <laughs> we're going to go talk about our stories of stuff. And piles. Oh, yes. That's what I named Amanda's memoir for 2020. <laughs> piles. So if you'd like to hear more yep. about that, you can join us in After Chatter, which is currently still on Patreon for the next month, uh, which is patreon.com slash craftyassfemale. And we'll be coming to the Awesome Ladies Project VIP membership very shortly. And you can catch all of that at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash craftyassfemale. So excited. You guys are amazing. We love you very much. We hope that you have a rest of your awesome week. Catch out the new book club episode. Find your artistic voice. We're doing the introduction and it's going to be awesome. So catch that and it's going to be fantastic. That'll be up on Friday on the other podcast, which is Bite Size Book Club. And information about that is also at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash craftyspml. We love you guys and we'll catch you next week. Bye.